0: This is the Grain Farmers of Ontario, Market Trends Commentary for July and August of 2023. It is a very crucial time for grain production across the greater North American Corn Belt. Mid to late July is very important for pollination in the corn crop, and soybeans are setting up with their pod filling time in August. Leading up to this time, it has been somewhat of an uneven weather picture affecting crops. Earlier in July, dry weather was dominating the market discussion, followed by reports of more widespread Precipitation. As it is, it is still a mixed bag of weather forecasts which are affecting the market going into the 1st of August. On July 17th, the USDA rated U.S. corn 57% good to excellent with soybeans rated 55% good to excellent. On July 12th, the USDA came out with their latest WASNI report giving us our first indication where they think yield might be going after the big acreage changes on June 30th. USDA lowered their corn yield estimate on July the 12th to 177 bushels per acre. This was four bushels per acre less than their previous yield estimate, but was slightly more than trade expectations. Of course it followed the increased U.S. corn acreage number of 94.1 million acres, reported on June 30th. This is setting up for a corn crop of 15.32 billion bushels. This comes to fruition and will be the largest corn crop ever, beating the 2016 crop. On the demand side, the USDA pegged US domestic use at 12.385 billion bushels with exports at 2.1 billion bushels. The old crop corn ending stocks were down 50 million bushels to 1.402 billion bushels. US domestic soybean yield was kept at 52 bushels per acre by the USDA. New crop soybean ending stocks were lowered to 300 million bushels, which was above pre-report expectations. With soybean acres set at 83.5 million, total soybean production forecast now to come in at 4.3 million bushels. 4.3 billion bushels. This puts total supply 185 million bushels lower than last month. USDA kept Brazil and Argentinian production estimates unchanged at 156 million metric tons and 25 million metric tons, respectively. USDA increased its estimate of all wheat production to 1.739 billion bushels, up from the 1.665 billion bushels in last month's report. Winter wheat production is forecast to be up 6% from the June 1st forecast and 9% from 2022. On july twenty second, corn and wheat features were higher than the last market trends report. Soybean features were lower. September two thousand twenty three corn features were at five twenty seven a bushel. The December two thousand twenty three corn features contract sits at five thirty six a bushel, and the November two thousand twenty three soybean features stood at fourteen dollars and one cent a bushel. The September 2023 Chicago wheat futures closed at 697 a bushel and the Minneapolis September 23 wheat futures closed at 877 a bushel with the t- September 2024 contract closing at $8.33 a bushel. Nearby oil futures as of july twenty first closed at seventy seven dollars seven cents a barrel up from the nearby futures recorded in the last market trends report of seventy dollars sixty four cents a barrel. The average price for US ethanol in the US was two dollars and fifty eight cents a US gallon, up from the two dollars fifty five cents last month. And the Canadian dollar noon rate on july twentieth, two thousand twenty three was. seven five six nine US up versus the point seven five five three u.s. reported here in the last market trends report and the bank of canada's lending rate increased to five percent Now in ontario what was a very dry beginning in may and june helping planting progress turned wet in the first part of july up to that point generally speaking crops were quite good across this big expanse from west to east across the province However, heavy rains across southwestern Ontario have caused widespread damage to the soybean crop. Simply put, soybeans don't like wet feet and more rain into mid-July has just made it worse. However, there are other areas of the province that are not as wet where crops are doing well. The unfortunate part of heavy rains in July is that it can have a damaging effect on winter wheat quality. The big record 1.3 million acre Ontario wheat crop is being harvested as I write this. Yields have been quite good. But there have been big quality issues across the board because of the heavy precipitation in some of the earlier wheat growing areas. Sprouting and downgrades in red wheat have been very prevalent across much of the deep southwestern Ontario. As time progresses, producers will be hoping for drier weather to harvest this crop. Hopefully the Ontario wheat points east from southwestern Ontario will avoid some of the quality damage. While soybeans are struggling with wet feed in Ontario... Corn seems to be doing much better, just reaching pollination in some parts of southwestern Ontario. Over the next few weeks, producers will be making decisions about spraying the corn in tassels for various pests. Ontario basis levels for both corn and soybeans have increased slightly from last month, with the Ontario old crop pricing moving to November of 2023. As it is, it looks to be a very big corn yield in Ontario at this point in development, maybe not so much for soybeans. And you can check out all our Ontario grain prices by going to the marketing section. Of our website. Now, the bottom line is it is that time of year when weather matters more than ever. In many ways, you could argue that there's almost a stagger with regard to knowing what actual crop conditions are versus what the market algorithms are dialed in at that. For instance, market actions over the last 30 days have been very volatile as it decides whether it's wet or dry or whether there is adequate moisture to put this crop in record territory. As of now, the jury is still out on that, as the forecast for going into August is for hot and dry conditions. The conditions as they are toward the end of July are more bullish soybeans and more bearish corn, although the bearishness in corn has lessened over the last couple of weeks. The simple fact of less than expected soybeans and more than expected corn acreage going into July is still having an effect on market prices. Needless to say, risk on yield is still high based on the weather risk. Daily market intelligence, especially when it comes to weather forecasts, are especially salient at this time of year. Then there is Ukraine and Russia, which is the messiest of variables in the global grain market. In mid-July, the bridge to Crimea was bombed, and in retaliations, the Russians launched drone and missile attacks on Ukrainian agricultural port infrastructure in Odessa. On top of this, they withdrew from the Black Sea Grain Accord, which was partially responsible for the big run-up in Grain Futures. Around the same time, the Ukrainian Defense Ministry said they considered all ships traveling to Russian ports or Ukrainian ports controlled by Russia to be potential carriers of military cargo. And at the same time, the Russian government warned that ships heading to Ukraine, Black Sea ports, could be considered military targets. Now, obviously, none of this works from a risk management perspective, especially those that are doing the insurance underwriting. It is also dialed into our grain futures trading algorithms. It will certainly cause volatility in the global market for corn, oil, seeds, and wheat in the near future. However, it's not even though it is still messy. Grain from Russia and Ukraine will continue to reach markets. Usually that means through large discounts, and a resolution to this is increasingly unlikely. Now, for corn, there are dry pockets across the North American corn belt which are unusual. For instance, Illinois corn is less than 50% good to excellent with triple-digit heat moving in the week of July 23rd. This is difficult to digest at this point because it is so variable. The forecast into August is for very dry, hot conditions, which ultimately will likely reduce the wider corn crop. With the heat dome starting to build in the American corn belt, you could make the argument that the market is lagging behind the reality in the field. In fact, many traders, whether they do be banks, speculators, or other trade USDA numbers, and depending on what happens, it might be highly likely that futures prices lag behind an ever-decreasing U.S. corn crop. In fact, it might be hard to know this year until the January 2024 U.S. Stocks Report is released. The December corn contract is currently priced at 11 cents below the March 24 contract, which is a bearish indication of new crop corn demand. Seasonally, we know that corn prices tend to peak in early June and bottom out in early October. The new crop December futures contract is at at the 48th percentile of the past five-year price distribution range. Now for soybeans, while the uneven dryness in soybean growing areas is a problem for corn, it is not quite the same for soybeans. The simple fact is that acreage is much reduced this year has led to the reality that the current market conditions are fairly bullish for soybean prices. For instance, with November 2023 soybean futures flooding around the $14 level in front of pod filling time, this is very advantageous for soybean producers. The world is still getting lots of Brazilian soybeans at good prices, and this should continue all the way into October when the North American crops comes out. Demand is very strong domestically for U.S. beans. For instance, based on nearby futures prices, the value of crushed soybeans exceeds that cost of uncrushed soybeans by $3.47 a bushel, which is among the most profitable incentive U.S. soybean processors have ever had. The November 2023 soybean contract is currently priced $0.04 cents above the March 24 contract, which is considered bullish. Seasonally, soybean prices tend to peak in early July and bottom out in early October. And the November soybean contract is currently at the 76 percentile of the past five-year price distribution range. Now for wheat, the problem in the Ukraine and Russia with live fire being sent into grain infrastructure might be big news in wheat futures markets, but not so much in North American basis markets where wheat is plentiful. It is a problem for the global south and it's a problem for the Ukraine, but it simply is a wild card in the North American cash market, especially with harvest either ongoing or about to commence. In Ontario, wheat harvest continues. Prices have been highly variable as basis levels will change, especially considering the quality problems being experienced in southwestern Ontario. This variability has been violent at times, especially considering the problems in Ukraine. For instance, prices spiked about 75 cents a bushel in three days to over $8 a bushel before retreating back to 760 levels in and around July 22nd. Over the next several days and weeks, farmers will need to watch this market very carefully because of this unusual wild card volatility. The Bank of Canada recently raised interest rates for the 10th straight time. This has certainly caused a concern because it hasn't had the stronger impact on inflation regarding food and home prices as one might have thought. There is also the concern the string of rate increases might kick in a little later than expected, causing some reversal in the progress that has been made. Of course, farmers are concerned about higher interest rates and the effect of the Canadian dollar. The Canadian dollar is usually valued in an inverse fashion to where the U.S. dollar is valued. However, interest rates do matter, and this is partially why. The Canadian dollar has been fluttering continually in the 75 and 76 range U.S. In Ontario, the Canadian dollar continues to act as a stimulus in grain prices. We know that the American corn crop is at a particular crucial time now because of the hot and dry weather in the 10-day forecast. However, keep in mind the world continues to find cheaper corn prices in Brazil. Harvest progress has been going on well in the central part of the country, but it's been a bit slower in southern Brazil where rain has interrupted progress. Sobering reality, on the supply side of global corn fundamentals, Brazil is making a big difference, and this is only set to increase in the future. In 2023 and 2024, we are certainly seeing that come to fruition. Brazil, of course, is also the provider of cheap soybeans of the world market, and we know that this is set to continue. Keep in mind that American soybean demand remains strong domestically. Soybean oil closed recently at its highest level in over a year. The jury is still out on what soybean yield will be, but the price future is brighter than it is for corn. Key to soybean price stability will be the continued increase in production from our friends in Brazil, however something suddenly happens there which is negative, all bets are off. The challenge for Ontario farmers will be to continue to balance their price risks with future prices versus the reality of basis in the Ontario market as we move ahead. It's hard to know what the Ontario crop will be like despite the problems at present, a good crop should be on the offing, especially for corn. This will surely weigh on new crop offerings as we move ahead. And as we move into August, the focus will be on soybeans and August rains. The ongoing corn pollination will be also important. As it is, the risk associated with what we, will, what we do will remain. There will be many marketing opportunities ahead. Keep those standing market orders focused and recalibrated. Daily market intelligence will remain key. This has been the Grain Farmers of Ontario Market Trends Commentary for July and August of 2023. I'm Philip Shaw.